Hey, Ross. How are you doing? I am well. How are you? I am doing awesome, amazing, great, wonderful. Anyway, are you ready to know absolutely, positively everything? Yes, yes, yes. Sounds good. Let's go do it. I'm going to tell you something about series. Series like numbers one, two, three, four, five, or like books and movies that have sequels. Books and movies that have sequels, not like the series on your phone. Okay, not the series that you talked to. Got it. So there's this theory that I have. What is it? My theory is that sometimes. Author will make one book that's not part of the series, and that book will get super, super, super famous. This isn't even a theory. This is just a fact. Somebody sometimes writes a book and it becomes famous. Yeah. Now, sometimes when that happens, the author thinks, "Wow, that book was really good. I'm going to write another book. I'm going to write a sequel to that book, and it will be just as famous and just as good." And everybody already wants to know what happens next. They already love the characters. They love the story. It makes sense to me. So, what's the problem? It's not as good. Do you think it's not as good because it's hard to do something great twice, or do you think it's not as good because they're trying to use the same material from the first one? It's not original. Well, that depends. Sometimes it can be one. Sometimes it can be both. But for whatever reason, the second book isn't as good. People are like, oh, well, I'll buy it, but then they don't like it as much. Now I've seen just the opposite too. I've seen the second and third books and fourth books and fifth books. I agree they're often not as good, but they get more and more popular because everyone who was original discoverers of the first book is reading them, and then all the people who come later start reading them. And sometimes it's the fourth book that's the most popular of all. Harry Potter is a really good example. Not that the books are bad. But that they got more and more popular over time instead of less popular. That's because they were actually better. They were actually great books. They're all really good, not just one of them. Is there peak Potter? Is there a moment where the books got as good as they could get, and then even if they're still really good, they got a little bit worse? I don't think so. They're all just great. They're all just amazing. Okay, so you've got an exception. I almost have a theory about your theory. Can I share it? Okay. Tell me your theory about my theory. Maybe I'll have a theory about your theory about my theory. Well, I think that books that succeed as series and the books are all equally good are often not that great. They're all perfectly fine, and it's just sort of comforting, and you can read it again and again and again. I'm thinking about like Nancy Drew books or Babysitter Club books. Not that they're bad, but just that they're very similar and they're all. Pretty good, but none of them are great. Whereas, if something is truly great, well, that's hard to do twice, even if you have original material again. So it's easier to go down from there. I think I agree. That's a good theory, with the exception again, as the extra awesome books, Harry Potter. Ready for today's poem? Yeah, what is it? It's called "Poem Written from a Single Snapshot" by Patricia Jaba 
Wesley. On the beach in Monrovia, my children and I are building sandcastles. You can see the Atlantic's waves in the distance, fighting for a place to roll their way on the shore. Waves are flapped in the wind as the tide rises up and down. Before we know it, we are in the middle of the water. Bessie is two years old. M.T. is only six months. Clings a short arm around my knee. He's staring at Bessie in the sandcastle. She's erecting with her right foot. This is how my mother taught me to build a sandcastle. You put your foot down and build mounds around it until the castle becomes stable. This is how we search for home. You put your foot down in a place long enough. That new place comes home. Hmm. Do you want to read it? I'd love to. Poem written from a single snapshot by Patricia Jabba Wesley. On the beach in Monrovia, my children and I are building sandcastles. You can see the Atlantic's waves in the distance, fighting for a place to roll their way onto shore. Waves are flapping in the wind as the tide rises up and down. Before we know it, we are in the middle of water. Bessie is two years old. M.T., who is only six months, clings a short arm around my knee. He's staring at Bessie and the sandcastle she's erecting with her right foot. This is how my mother taught me to build a sandcastle. You put your foot down and build mounds around it until the castle becomes stable. This is how we search for home. You put your foot down in a place long enough. That new place becomes home. I think that's a great poem. Not only is there those great words of wisdom to be gained from it, but also it seems like a good method of building sandcastles. Yeah. Have you ever made a sandcastle with your feet instead of your hands first? No, but sounds like a good method. We'll have to try it next time. Now, she mentions a city in this poem called Monrovia. And I happen to know that Monrovia is in a totally different country from ours. It's in the country of Liberia. In Liberia, there was a big civil war. So I think, perhaps, that this family had to leave Liberia. And that's the single snapshot. They were on the beach playing, and they were making sandcastles. And in the same way, at the end of the poem, she's saying you got to use your feet to make a new home somewhere else. Does that make it more powerful for you? Yeah makes it really powerful for me. What do you think about that idea of making your home by standing in one place, even if it's a new place? I think that that's a good idea. And it's true, too. If you're in one place long enough, then just might start to feel like home. The last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question? For me? I do. This is something I ask mom a lot, and she always laughs because she says, you ask this all the time. But I say, you haven't answered it yet. Or if you have, I've forgotten. Or you've forgotten. I don't know. Here is my Vixit question. We have these wonderful lilac bushes 
in our yard and all around town that right now smell so wonderful. But to me, they smell differently at different times of day, or sometimes I think it's after I've smelled them earlier, then they smell less. So what I want to know is this, can you smell out a flower? Like when you smell a flower, does it take the smell out of the flower? And so it smells less for the next person or you the next time you smell it. Wow. I have never thought about that before, but that is fascinating. And I worked research it right away. Okay, I'm back and I have got the answer to your question. Wonderful. What is it? Well, in short, the answer is no. You cannot smell out a flower. But there is a reason that flowers may smell less the next time you smell it. What is it? Scientists have recently found out that with all the smells in the air, those smells mix with the perfume of the flowers and lessen it. So if you smell a flower once and then you smell it again and it smells less, that's probably just because of it mixing with the air. Not because you sniffed it. You must know everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.